Aloha! This is Leah Rose. I'm your friendly neighborhood cosplayer. If you're a geek and you're not ashamed of it, uh, we can hang out on the internet at Leah Rose FTW. You're listening to Comics for Fun and Profit with Kyle and Drew, and happy birthday, Kyle! Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 523, where Drew and myself will be going through comics originally releasing August the 7th. 2019. Before Drew and I get into what's coming out in your local comic book shops this coming Wednesday. Drew, have we heard anything from our listeners? Any feedback or anything happening in the world of comics? Oh, yes we have. Let's see. Uh, Michael Lamb says he went to his LCS and he grabbed Canto number one, second print, and Canto number two, first print, just because they are the hot books recommended. You recommended. And um... This is his first IDW book he's ever read, and he decided to read them, and they were great. And now nice. he has ordered issue three and four because of uh, that recommendation. So I, you know, we recommend them as well. I think that was your pick, wasn't it, Kyle? You you were the Kanto oh, yeah. guy. I said yeah. grab two, and you have the opportunity to still FOC second print one or whatever it was. Yeah, and so uh, we we recommend it as a spec. You know, I haven't read it yet. Uh, so, um, good call on that. We're going to have to check that out and make sure that, uh, we get to read it too. Sounds, sounds pretty good. Absolutely. If you like it. We were just looking at it from the old spec, spec point of view. Oh, I'd heard nothing. I have a buddy that read it and really, really liked it. So I had heard firsthand that it was, it was quality stuff. He goes on to say, as the great patriot Paul Revere said, give me fraction Hawkeye or give me death. (laughs) I have less than zero interest in a Ronin Hawkeye. I mean, honestly, what is the point of doing this show? Obviously, he's talking about the Hawkeye series on um, Disney Plus. If there is no pizza dog, gotta agree with you there. We want Fraction too. Yeah, that sensibility would be perfect for it. Um, and then he wants to get into the spec, the sneak peek game, and says, "Hey, there you go." He has an foc pick for this week and it's tommy gun (laughs) wizards tommy gun wizards number one from dark horse which is magic plus gangsters and that to him equals spec gold yeah well we'll see we'll let you have an honorary uh foc selection and we'll see how it does you can be part of part of the gang for this week absolutely yes um alan asks now that the dust is settled and the wound is healing on walking dead no not healed yet man (laughs) too soon what do you think about how kirkman has handled this entire thing for me it's been pretty much perfect yeah well uh i I mean i mean if just kyle you want to (laughs) go yeah baller i can't believe you did it i mean the final issue of a series is such an opportunity to sell three times the amounts of amount of comics to put out forty five different covers yeah. to 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 set yourself up for your hard covers to set yourself up for your ending graphic novels to do your spinoff series and he did none of that stuff he said sneak it out yeah. fake the future do everything for the readership do everything for the quality of the work I want. And how I want to, how I think it deserves, and don't do it in a greedy way, a publisher-first way, a monetary way. 
but do it in a story way. And I could not ask for anything more. And I will be a fan of Kirkman for a long time because of those kind of choices. Yeah, I mean, I agree 100%. Uh, the way he killed off Rick, you know, the surprise and no lead up and just boom, done, dead it. The way he ended the series when we all assumed it was going to be stretched, it was going to go on forever. I mean, all, all the surprises have been fantastic. Yeah, we were talking about 200 coming up, 200 coming up, 200 yeah. coming up. Yeah, I mean, and if you just holistically, let's look at what he's done. You know, he started a comic, selling a comic for that was selling, what, 5,000 copies at a time? Something like uh, that? Yeah. And, and, and sticking with it and letting it slowly build and continuing to put them out. And it, it, it great more readership and more readership. And the, the trend line goes up. We don't see that enough, right? Mm-hmm. And Correct. it continues to build. You know, you know, making a TV show out of it, it blows up. You know, the way he does reveals that at the end of each issue is exciting and propels you into the next issue. And the 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 lengthy letter columns that you know way more than most creators do, and the the back and forth and the 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 fan service that he that he provides back there the floppy comic Easter eggs he did in issues fifty and seventy five type things it, yeah and his cover gimmicks and shenanigans were great and exciting it didn't feel artificially manufactured even when they were doing like the connecting ones and the the one hundreds. I, I still thought they were they were they were cool. The Sinkevich run um, for the whole year. Um, it, it makes perfect sense now why he did that. Uh, yeah, let's mm-hmm. celebrate it. Let's celebrate it this whole year because I'm going to end the damn thing. Yeah, uh, it, you know it, that, that was the the way he you know monetized his comic and 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 reprinted in a way that hadn't been done before to. Not just collecting a trade. Six issues collect a trade. Two trades make a hardcover. Then those hardcovers get into an omnibus. And then let's let's reprint the first fifty-two issues in a Walking Dead weekly. Let's do our own series of second prints that way. Um, let's reprint the first issue a million times over in a million of different ways and. Give them away at cons and celebrate that first issue and and it wasn't that the first image first dollar reprint yeah. too yeah I mean yeah. and I think I think kind of the image uh, you know here's six issues here's a trade here's a trade here's a trade here's a trade here's yes. a trade regularity with trades was yes. huge now and he never he never did the hiatus he never did the trade uh, weight. Uh, take a month off. Um, I can hear you screeching saga under your breath, and I, don't I, I, I which which that's that you know that's BKV started that, and I get it, but he never did it, and for me that's bonus points. And it, yeah, everything he did was fantastic. I, I and the way he did he the way he ended it, it was, I mean just hats off. Hats off, yes. It, and and 
I I don't feel as much pain now. I'm better. I'm better. There you go. <laughs> I needed this. I needed this. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> Patrick says, "Is it normal to want an autograph to not be personalized?" I was asked by Greg Pack, Pock, and I didn't get it personalized because I may want to sell it in the future. Mm-hmm. It it is my only book signed right now, and I figured you guys would know uh, the proper etiquette. Well, um, I mean, I guess ultimately it's your decision, but I would think if I think you got to if the creator says, "Who do I make this out to?" Uh, give him your name. <laughs> That's the way to go. They're signing, yeah. it, especially if they're signing it for free. If you're paying for it, sure, you need to do it. If they're signing your thing for free and they say, "Who can I make it out to?" Uh, they, they want to personalize it to you, and you should roll with it. Um, it and if you if you're there to get something signed to sell, I, I don't know. Uh, and they don't want to do it. I, I don't think you force them. I think it has to happen organically. But that's yeah, I've done, we've done we both done both. I know the last C two E two we went to, you had a lot of people sign, you know, to Drew kind of stuff, and then I had a few things done generically and a few things I just had them sign. But yeah, there are some things that we even ask for them to sign to us because it's just something that my experience of meeting that person and have them sign their book that's never going to have a ton of value is cool with me. Now, yeah, I get it. If you go in and and it's Todd McFarlane and you've got your three hundred. And you plop it in front of them, uh, you're probably going to want to want that signature series, and and yeah. you, you don't probably want a key for sentimental value, I would guess. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, um, but maybe, maybe you do. Um, but I would, I would, I would probably not. If a creator says, "Who do I make it out to?" I would probably not tell them. Uh, leave it blank, please. Uh, I'd I like to flip this. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I would. I would, especially because you know you're getting it for free. Now you got a stack of five or something. You know you don't have to get them all personalized. And if they're doing them for free, you know can yeah could you could you make grab another one or something and say here, make that one out to me. Can you just sign this one? Uh, yeah, but some of the fa- some of my favorite signatures are the ones where they they, they said something goofy to me on it, or they uh, yeah, drew they, a little something, they, yeah. drew a little something, or circled uh, a little thing just in kin of the conversation we were having there, and put my name on it. Yeah, because like I, I've been to the con, I've I've taken stacks and stacks of books to a con, and years years after said con, the books that I'm I like the most are the ones that are made to me. They yeah. mean more than anything I could have flipped because. When it's all said and done, um, unless you're getting CGC Signature Series, a signature's got not going to necessarily increase it that much. I found that on the secondary market that it may add a few, but not, it won't make it that much better. It won't make it a ton better. Right. But right. a book that you like, that you have them saying, hey, Drew, thanks for coming out. Great to meet you. Love, you know, Joel Jones. Ah. Drew. <laughs> <laughs> that, that means so much to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, but I mean, I guess there's nothing wrong with it. Um, I would, if if they're if they're signing my book for free, though, I'm not going to tell them they can't sign it to my me personally. Mm-hmm. And let, and if it's a key, then I guess it's different. You're probably having to pay for it at that point anyway. So yeah. All right, let's do FOC. 
Alright, of course, the FOC is the final order cutoff. It's the uh, list that we go through on these evenings that are due next Monday. This one, of course, due by midday on Monday the 5th. Uh, this is our final opportunity to add a few things to our order, change a few things about our order, or even take a few things off. Or, add, you know, if there's something we're thinking we should get, maybe we toss it on here so we don't have to chase it in the secondary market, of course. So, uh, of course, Cowabunga Comics and Eric curate us a wonderful list that we go through in each podcast course do that by midday monday there are a few things that eric points out to us on this one and this one he is talking a lot about the umbrella academy library edition the hardcover volume two of course by gerard way umbrella academy a big thing with its uh it's being pitched up and auctioned and created people are really seeming to quite enjoy that so a nice way to read the collected edition here is a a good deal on this hardcover there he is also talking about Batman Superman number one. He's pointing out the variant edition of it. That is uh, Lionel U on the art on that cover. A really cool Batman Superman cover. I like that. Of course, we have the Lazarus hardcover volume three. Another hardcover. Of course, Greg Rock on that. Drew and myself really enjoying Lazarus. Uh, and you can get a good deal by pre-ordering that. And, of course, Absolute Carnage number two the Alan Davis cover on that one, or a few of the things that he's just pointing out. Um, but Drew, you and I are going to dive in and see what we can find out of it, and we're going to start in Dark Horse, where, of course, we've already talked a little bit about Tommy G Yes, that's uh, Michael Lamb's pick for FOC. Uh, grab that sucker. And, and, yeah, and of go. course, our good friend Declan Shalvey, it looks like, is doing the cover B on that one. Uh, let me see if I can see what that looks like. I like when he does some covers there. Oh, a nice little cover on that one as well. Very cool. Can't beat that one. Oh, wait, wait. There's Yeah, okay, sorry. Just two. Look at Stranger Things. Anything else in Dark Horse, sir? So, where's Michael Lamb getting his FOC list earlier than us? I don't know. Maybe, he, maybe he's just able to do the calculations on, you know, things that are... You get it? Does he get? Is it? Is he just pull the the raw stuff from it's Diamond? Like, maybe. Yeah. yeah. All right. I don't have anything. Down to DC. Yeah. Curse of the White Knight number two of eight. Of course, that just coming out a couple weeks ago, and us having the next one. Of course, Sean Murphy both writing and art on that one. Uh, nice, very nice cover. On cover A there. Uh, do we care about uh, Batman Superman? Ooh, let's see here. I mean, yes, probably. You went on it big last time, right? There was a bat. Wasn't there a Batman Superman that you you went in yes, heavy on? Yes, I went get big time? on the Batman slash Superman last time. That was a lot of my uh, what's his face art that I really liked. Turned out not to be a lot. That Jock, right? Say what? Or Cho. Was it no, Jock? No. Cho? It was, Who was uh, that? Yes, that one guy. Sejic. Ah. Tim. No, Sejic. No, it oh, wasn't. I can't no. Anyways, I like it. He's got very gothic with the art. I'm blanking on it, though. Yeah. I thought it was Jock. But, I mean, this is... this. Okay, so Batman Superman 1, it looks like we're continuing some of the... Uh, it looks like we got Batman Who Laughs here. So if you were enjoying Metal, if you were enjoying Batman Who Laughs you're going to stay into Batman Superman. If you're not, you're not. That's pretty much where your byline's going to be. But are, are you enjoying the Scott Snyder 
uh, Batman Who Laughs and Metal and stuff. This is Correct. Josh Williamson. Do you trust him? Sure. All right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying he couldn't uh-huh. do it, but it's it's Scott's Correct. baby. I don't know that I want someone else writing his stuff. I don't know. I don't disagree. I do not disagree. Jai Lee is the name I could not think of for the life of me on the last Batman Superman I read. I was a big fan of. Jai Lee, that's right. That was nowhere close to Jock except there was a J in there. We had Greg Pak on the writing, which I'm a fan of, and we had Jai Lee on the art, which I'm a fan of, which is why I was more enamored with that last one. Yep. And you just had Greg Puck just sign it, uh, just his name, without personalizing it to you, yes. if I recall. <laughs> You're the same. So you also did what uh, our listener Correct. did. <laughs> well, I, yeah, and that's a situation where <laughs> I read it, I enjoyed it, but yeah, that that's one that will go on. The, uh, yeah, it was for sale. Yeah, yeah it was good. it was going to get sold. Dial H wrapping up. Detective 110. A lot of non-floppy comics here and here. A lot of a lot of different toys and statues yeah. and stuff coming out from DC these same weeks as well. Hardcover for Naomi Season 1. So, we're doing a hardcover yeah. for essentially the first trade on it. It is one through six. It's right. coming out in a hardcover, um, and they're yep. doing the the nineteen ninety nine point. Uh, if you snag it up early, uh, Bunga is going to give you a ten dollar deal deal on it if you pre order it and everything like that. So, if you were wondering for a hardcover, yeah, that's pretty for good. For a hardcover, yeah. you're going to be getting for essentially what you get the uh, the image trades almost for. And if you're wondering what the deal with Naomi is, which I've heard people literally ask that exact question in the past few months, um, here's a good chance to dip your toes in for not that big of a jump and find out exactly what's going on with it. Yeah, I just uh, finished uh, issue six. It was really good. Um, a little little rushed. Like they shoehorned uh, a lot into that final issue um, before they spring forward into... Uh, the next <laughs> volume, but I, 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 I mean, I, after some amazing first couple of issues, just really mm-hmm. well crafted. It did feel a little rushed, um, but really, really still good and a fun intro to a new character that um, we we fell asleep yeah. on. Yeah, completely missed on that one, unfortunately. <laughs> and there was lots of money to be had. Thank you, brother. Bless you. Uh, all All right, let's head on down and see what IDW has for us. If you could take a look at the TMNT 97 Eastman B cover, it's a black and white cover. Do you think this is just before it got inked and colored and it will be, or is it going to look like that? Because I think the David Walker, the red. Or am I looking at the 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 Kevin East the Kevin Eastman for uh, it's the cover B for ongoing TMNT ongoing ninety seven. You and I have a completely different version because mine has blood red all through it. 
Oh, nope, I'm seeing the same thing you are. Yes. Um, he's been doing some sketch stuff, so that is... That's the final cover. That's what the final will, cover looks like. See, it doesn't have the header on it, so I can't guarantee you, but that does, I would say yes. It looks okay. really nice. I really like the font on the other one with mm -hmm. the red on it. <laughs> the old school. It yeah. looks good, too. I don't know, I, I've got a stack of Eastman stuff. i got to stop. Um, he's my new Sinkovich, I think. I just grab grab, it, grab an Eastman TMNT cover. Uh, good news, Drew. Your Usagi Ojimbo collar thing went to a second print on issue one. So there was enough scuttlebuck on not only a story we've heard before, but it being in color that uh, they drug some... No, it's not reprinted. Oh, these, these are, are new, new stories. stories. Okay. I thought we were going retelling some yeah. stuff. I apologize. No. We relaunched the series. Did not, I, I did not mean to offend as much. You, you, you're really letting me have it on that one. My apologies. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, Stan Sakai's uh, doing uh, yeah. doing good work over there. Don't he's he's not just okay. rehashing. My apologies. However, going to a second print, very cool. As far as image is concerned, now of course, excellence one going to a third print, two going to a second print. Three going to a second print. Always good to see that with those things. Of course, uh, I, I can't tell you if the covers are different or what, unfortunately, on those ones. I believe they are, but uh, which, I, which I was one? looking at the third print of one. I assume it's a different cover, but I am unaware. Yeah, I can't, I can't tell if those right. are new or not. An awful lot of Saga merch, each and every FOC cycle. Saga merch, Saga merch. I guess that's what they're doing instead of putting out. Yeah, and it's, no. see, like, the only problem I have is, like, we have the Saga Elena bubblegum t-shirt. That is issue seven, so it's not like we couldn't have put that out four years ago. Because that is an old issue. Yeah. That spawns second printing. We we can't tell if there's a new cover for it because it says image coming soon. So we gotta assume it's a new cover. Todd's got nothing but time. And it's only two bucks. It's two bucks um, for a second printing of two ninety nine um, through Cowabunga. I mean, it might be worth a might there be worth go. a stab. Well, that's all I have all right, damage. down to Marvel, where Absolute Carnage, number one, going to the third print. Number two being out, Absolute Carnage Lethal Projectors, number one being out. Absolute Carnage Miles Morales, number one, coming out. So, Carnage all over the place. And I just, I'm not playing this time with this, so I'm going to stay away from all that. Um, so, I'm, I'm. some of them are beautiful yeah. covers. They're going to... They're blowing up. Some of them are blowing up, and they're going to make people money. Uh, There's too many. I don't care enough about the character to want yeah. them in my collection if they don't hit, so I'm going to sit them out. But uh, I think there's probably money to be made there. I just uh, I don't have enough interest in trying to mm. decipher which ones. But if you've got uh, deep pocketbooks and you've got some insight on some of these covers... Since there's been so much of some of these things, 
there's been a lot of these deep ratios that are uh, very scarce and therefore asking quite a bit of collection on the secondary market. Not necessarily with issue ones, but you're seeing things where they're going as deep as to one in fifties on like the fifth issue of something and that not being very, there not being many of those out. So there is money to be had if you're playing in deep waters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to play in that, then yeah, you can you can do okay. Like we got this Fantastic Four Yancey Street. Like, I I don't know who's clamoring for this thing, but they're gonna do a a an expensive like one in two fifty or one in five hundred or something for the Kirby hidden gem. So that's amazing. Kind of surprises me. <coughs> Fearless going to a second print. House of X3 out. Loki 1 going to a second print. Marvel Monsters number 1. Cullen Bunn writing this. Uh, the monsters are coming. Someone is doing terrible things to the Marvel monsters, and only could only Kid Kaiju can stop it. But that's not all. A murderer's row of artists like Becky Clooney and Geraldo Zafono and other hand to provide awesome monster splash pages, accompanied by cross sections of the superstar artist Superlog. Okay, it's the big bold, beautiful celebration of all things monstrously Marvel, and you won't want to miss it. So it looks like we've got Fing Fang Foom, Creature from the Black Lagoon, OG Groot, <laughs> looks like back there, Devil Dinosaur, yeah. Swamp yeah. Thing. So if you like kaijus in the Marvel Universe. Um, there's our Power Pack Grow Up hey, number one. I ordered um, that. Th- was this a, was this a yep. one shot celebrating yep. the anniversary? Or is this nope, the start this of something? Shot. Okay. This is a hey, thanks for playing. Don't forget about us. Yes. We're Power Pack. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Get the annual for She Hulk. Another one of these where they don't have an actual uh, series happening, but they have an annual, which uh, that's a that's a new thing. And you know what? When you when you when you mentioned that. Because they're doing that for Moon Knight in the upcoming uh-huh. previews. Previews is out, and um, you know you you kind of poo pooed it, but the more I think about it, I love okay. the idea. I love the idea of trotting out a character that you know their series ended, or they. They've, they've, you've tried to launch them in a mini series, and and they just haven't been able to sustain it. Um, just throw, you know, but they're still fans of those mm-hmm. things. So throw an annual out once a year, tell a nice story with that character that fans will come out and be able to enjoy that, and you don't have to worry about it launching at twenty thousand and then hitting fifteen and ten and five <laughs> before it there gets you canceled. There you you know. Uh, I, I, you know, the more I think about it, I think it's a good idea, and uh, it'd be fun to do this all the time with minor characters that can't really support their own series. Like Moon Knight, and it's they're just like, hey, wait, what did you say? 
just wait a <laughs> gosh but, darn minute. But you might, <laughs> but then you might find out that uh, people are excited about it, and you get some hubbub and some hype around something, and maybe then you would launch it into a, a, mm-hmm. a mini series or something. I, I think it's I think it's smart, and uh, so that means DC will watch it, monitor it, and in five to seven years we'll we'll, we'll do the go. same thing. DC will eventually it. come on board. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there'll be a Blue Devil annual. There you go. Alright, we got Star Wars Age of Republic General Hux number one. Did you see Tom Taylor's writing that there, Chief? Oh, really? Okay, now remind me who, who's General <laughs> he, he's, Hux. This is the point of the podcast where I show how... He is the red-haired commander of the First Order, played by Domon Gleeson. Huh. Which which part uh, of the movie was this? <laughs> So this is on the the new the new Star Wars is your uh, your episode sevens and stuff. This was yeah, Force, Force Awakens? Awakens, Last Jedi. Yes, he was in that. Yes, he was in that. All right. I don't remember. <laughs> I saw these movies. I swear. He's the kind of he's the guy giving Kylo Ren a bunch of stuff, you know. So like whenever he screws up, uh, he's the the you know the first order leader. That's oh uh... uh, okay. <laughs> All right, it's coming back to me now. Swordmaster number one going to a second print. <laughs> I, I I mentioned that and threw that out as a option for uh, for perhaps spec value, and then from what I can suss out the. The order numbers were so low that Marvel went ahead and doubled most shops' cover A orders and gave them free comics, therefore killing any spec yes. value for that book <laughs> for number one. Which it was a very, very long shot for it anyways because it's a previous property, but who knows. Oh, and, I, you know, I was curious about that when you when you mentioned that, and, and I, I was curious, well, just how exactly is... Uh, that going to be reflected in the mm-hmm. sales, because I'm like, okay, so they they they, they ship whatever whatever they sold, they sold, and then they just yeah. So if you order ten, it. they gave you twenty, right? So I reached out to our friends at Comicron who do uh, the sales numbers for us. Ah, whoa! And, and they said that um, Diamond's chart is a commodity report telling retailers how many copies are on the market. So units, any units, will always count. So the unit number is always going to be the ah. but they also do a dollar share where the where the, it'll show the dollars that that um, accounted for. So the dollar um, impact for those extra comics will be zero. So in, when they get ranked by dollars, they will be it'll slide that title down the list. Um, which gives you a, 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 a closer estimate to where it really belongs on Got you. The but list. When, I, when you and I are so, going down our top 300 and we look at Swordmaster number one, that number is artificially right. inflated. It is artificially inflated, but those all they will count all the units, even Correct. the ones that were shipped gotcha. for free. Which, um, you know, in the past, if it was under a dollar, they mm-hmm. wouldn't count it if it was a specially priced thing. But I guess they make an exception. 
when <laughs> it's priced fully, but then shipped additional yeah. overshipped. So it, it's very weird, and I think they change their minds back and forth a lot of times over at Diamond because they used to remember they used to report yes. loot crate numbers, and they used to and they don't do that anymore. Numbers. But Drew, strong work for reaching out to Comic Con. That's awesome. Occasionally, <laughs> I do a little prep. That is awesome for I'm the show. Super impressed. I can't promise that each and every time, but I but I was fascinated by the fact that I was I was inspired by you finding out this inside yeah. retailer information about the overshipping. So I, I wanted to add my little two cents. And when it came time to see that number on the chart. I would have forgotten by that. That's awesome. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. All right, down into Boom and some of our other smaller publishers because I got nothing else in Marvel. So we want to talk about yeah. Thor stuff. Listen out. Uh, Mall number one. I mean, I think I got that coming. Hey, we talked um, good about Once in Future, and it went. It's going to a second print. Yep. So that is awesome. Dan Mora yep. art we love. Karen Gillan we like. Once in future, we love so that's awesome. Do you rec- Do you recognize if it's a different crap? Color? It's a great question. I think it is. Yes. I can't yes, that's it. I'm pretty sure that's a different cover. Because like. I don't recognize why Grandma has a Glock. So yes, that's different. That yeah. does look totally different. How? How? I don't. Maybe is it though? Wait a minute. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I can't remember what the first one looked like. Is it worth getting? If you're a once in future, yeah, 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 because I just pulled up issue one and it's it's different. Yep, it's different. Yeah, a lot of interesting stuff here, but nothing I've got to have. I don't think. And that's the beauty of the FOC. It's our FOC. It's our usual last opportunity to add a few things, but maybe we don't want to do that, and that's okay because. Drew, we tend to add a lot of things. We spin, <laughs> we yeah. spin enough, so it's yeah. it's good. It's good that um, we take yeah, a little I, break every now. And I then. my ears are pricked up a little bit on Mall Number One from Vault Comics. Okay, so Michael Morikai, yeah. Gary da- uh, Dober- Dauberman, I think it's Doberman, and Zach Hartong on the art and cover. Here in the heartland of the U.S. of A., the world has ended. But worry not, because the mall still stands, and within the malls of this consumeristic mecca lies a new world order. Box store tribes and name brand gangs all vying for limited space and resources. So actually, you probably can't worry. Especially for poor Andre Reed, who after the assassination of a tribal leader, has to navigate the mad haven to prove his innocence and prevent the end of the world. So you and I love post-apocalyptic... And I like yep. things like, what was it, Dawn of the Dead that was in the mall? Yeah, oh, I yeah, always yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you're, you're talking, you're talking my, uh, my language, and I really like that cover A on that one. So, uh, mall number one has, I missed it, and uh, it looks cool. Very nice. But yeah, now we're done with the FOC. Moving on. Okay, let's go over to our friends at Cover Price, who they do a good job of compiling the hottest-selling eBay comics. Uh, 
we think they do a pretty good job. Sometimes we have we nitpick, but I we they do a pretty good job. They do better <laughs> job than we do, which because we we do not compile anything. So uh, number one this week for the week of um, August second uh, is Farmhand number one, selling a hundred units this week for an average raw value of around nineteen dollars. So that's pretty good. I don't know if I mentioned this, Kyle. But uh, I got my letter in the back of an issue of Farmhand. <laughs> oh, I hadn't heard that. True. Why didn't you mention that? Yeah, I heard that? that. Nope, it's true. I, I, I probably should bring it up. Sometimes I just don't like to toot my own horn. Um, now, coming at number two is the is What If number 10, which is What If Jane Foster Failed the Hammer of Thor, which we know. Oh, we, we did a full dog on series out of, and hey. we're going to do a movie out of. So... We did 113 copies of this bad boy, and it's selling for around 50 And I have bucks. three copies of Farmhand in a box somewhere, just FYI. Well, there you yep. go. $20 a piece right there, man. Yep. Get them out. Uh, we've got uh, third place, Magnificent Ms. Marvel number five. Uh, 65 copies of this one sold this week uh, for about $12 a piece. And... Um, it's it's the first appearance of a new costume that acts symbiotic, and it's an homage cover. So think for that for what it is. Quad quad uh, three times cover quad cover. There you go. Price on that. Uh, we got Thor number eight, which is um, when Thor revealed her identity I have as this. Jane I, Foster. I don't know why, but when she revealed herself as Jane Foster, I went to our local and I grabbed one. Yep, yep. I, I, I know they kept putting yep. it off. Remember, they kept putting it off, putting it off, and we were we, we were like, oh, it's Thor number six. Yeah. This is the one. Uh, get it, get it. Oh no, it's Thor number seven. They're gonna do it. Pick this one up, and we finally got it right with Thor eight. So it's uh, going for fifteen bucks. Sixty three of them sold. Um, Thor number one, who is. Uh, it was the Jane Foster Thor solo series also doing well. 126 of these sold uh, for around 36 bucks a, on average a piece. So uh, very nice for your $3.99 no, no. investment. Marvel Fanfare 11 comes in at sixth place. 26 of these sold. Uh, they're selling for around $22 a piece. And this is the first appearance of Iron Maiden, who will be in the Black I'm sure movie. I have so, thumbed through this in a quarter box I have, and not cared I've discarded this one. Yes, not cared one bit. This is, uh, 25 cents was yeah. too much for me to spend for this one, and it's a $22 book. So, uh, Rank 7, we've got Walking Dead 193, yeah. the last surprise last issue. Going for 20 bucks on average, and 110 of them were sold. Wonder Fantastic. how much you get if they're tear stained. Does that decrease the value? <laughs> the tears of Drew uh, do not depreciate the value of this book. CGC omits that from their standard. Yes, um, Captain Marvel. Uh, all these Captain Marvel number eights have uh, the first appearance of Star in them, and they're various uh, kinds of covers, Carnage covers and stuff. This one is the. Yeah, Lee version. It's around fifteen bucks, and seventy-nine of them sold. Still selling Eternals number one. Sixty-seven of those sold for a hundred and eleven dollar average. 
And this, of course, is the first appearance of the Eternals with the movie coming out. Uh, the San Diego Comic-Con variant of The Walking Dead 193, mm-hmm. the final issue, with a blue hue to the cover, which is the only difference. It's only for 40 bucks. Yeah, we don't have a number on there, um, so I don't know. This, this never said limited to 500, so there may be a ton of those. Yeah. there were. Remember the we went to C2E2? There were tons of those. Was that Walking Dead yeah. 1? Maybe. Uh, we've got Thor, God of Thunder 25. Uh, Jane Foster's Thor makes an appearance in that one. 52 of them sold. Uh, high raw sale of 65 bucks. So that would be like the last issue of that before she got her own yeah. series, right? Maybe. Um, Eternals 2. Uh, uh, almost sold for $1,000 for a CGC 98. Um, 53 copies of it sold this week. Spawn two ninety nine, the San Diego Comic Con variant. I think you said was pretty it's a sweet. Beautiful looking book, and holy crap, is it going for some money? Yeah, twenty five of them sold, um, selling for just raw four hundred and fifty six dollars. My goodness. What? Well, okay, qu- um, quick complete uh, tangent. You were a big fan of the God of Thunder yes. run for Thor from Jason Aaron. What I, yeah. I heard a rumor that the God Butcher is being wedged into the uh, Love and Thunder series, but not necessarily. Okay. Kind of, it sounds like they're making him kind of a generic villain. So I don't know. Uh, I think that could that's, have been its own kind of, movie, okay, but that's, whatever. That's the exact thought I had. All right, that's all I want to know. I mean, I guess I guess you can let it kind of play out and. And do more with that character in a series than mm-hmm. you can in a movie, right? So I guess that, I guess that makes sense. Um, let's see, we've got another Eternals appearance, another Jane Foster appearance. We've got Infinity Gauntlet number one, still selling well. Uh, Fifteen copies of it sold, and it's selling for over a hundred dollars raw. Um, amazing! Another another Captain Marvel eight, another Thor one. Uh, House of X one, I think we talked about this. It's a, a variant. That's why it's hot. And Ghost Rider twenty eight, first appearance of Lilith and the Midnight Suns. Thirty copies sold, uh, around twenty bucks. So those are some of the hot eBay sellers. And uh, how do you get those hot eBay sellers? Well, you listen to the sneak peek, and we tell you. Uh, what's coming out and what you need to go grab because they'll at some point they'll be in the, the eBay hot sell. So, of course, Drew and I are going to head over to previewsworld.com, find new releases, find the releases for August 7th, 2019. And, Drew, let's start where we love to start. Let's start in image. A lot of image firsts, a lot of mm. opportunity for $1 to get another bite at things like Gideon Falls, Ice Cream Man, Oblivion Song, Trees, Unnatural. Uh, Ice Cream Man is the only one on here that um, is a hot, yeah. rare book. So uh, that would be the one to get if you're going to get just one for a dollar. The other ones um, never really took off. Coffin Bound, number one from Image, the series premiere. Cars, Guns, Entropy. So interesting. Grindhouse style comic. It's just somebody we uh, know. Dan Waters. Creator, I can't remember. With art by Danny. D A N I. Just Danny. Danny. 
Of course, Die number six coming out. Die a very hot book. So okay. I don't get it. <laughs> and Drew doesn't get it. Uh, I don't get it. Sea of Stars number two. Of course, the Jason Aaron Dennis Halman book. Uh, very popular on that first one. Sold through. Went to a second print. I believe, if I remember correctly. And uh, issue two coming out now. Thumbs number two going to a second print. Number three available now. And same thing with Unearth number one going to a second print. Second print, that is the Cullen Bun Kyle Strom um, comic. Walking Dead Trade Volume 32, the final trade paperback for Walking Dead, collecting issues 187 through 193, $16.99, because we're getting an extra issue. Is that right? Yep. Anything else? Anything nope. in Dark Horse? Uh, yeah, it's uh, no one left to fight. The number one, number one's going to a second print. Uh, number two is also out. That's probably smart one two. Just grab them both off the shelf. Um, if you're in your LCS, there's definitely an opportunity there for yep. some heat. Yep. Um, that's the only thing in there I see though. So, and uh, no one left to fight. Second print is a new cover. It literally tells you yeah. it's the best comic ever. IDW? Uh, IDW had a TMNT ongoing second print for uh -huh. 95, uh, which was who? <laughs> uh, you Jerica, Jessica, Jenica. 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 Um, so, uh, and this an is she's there. on the cover. So, yes. Get it, yeah, get it, yes. get it, get it, get it, because yes. this is her first cover. That's her first cover. As a cover. All right. Where do you come down on that, you know? You've got her first yep. appearance as a human, and then her first appearance as a turtle. Which Would one is more important you rather have Nightwing's first appearance or Dick Grayson's first appearance? You want to have Dick Grayson's first appearance. Unfortunately, it's it, that's a super rare book. But, yeah, you want the person, the the, the actual first time they're on screen. Okay. Even though they don't, Correct. they're not in costume, right? Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So, what is Dick Grayson's uh, first he appearance? In Batman One, or is he Detective Twenty Seven as well? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's... Yeah, that's that's a bad example. <laughs> it wasn't easy because he was, was Robin before example, he was Nightwing. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I liked the Superman up in the sky. I thought that was pretty good. Oh no, that wasn't it. Superman Correct. Year One is what I liked. I'm confused. And I like Deceased a lot. Yeah, Deceased oh, has been man. so good. Those first three issues have, those first three issues yeah. have been fantastic. And you know what? Just always let Tom yep. Taylor do whatever he wants. Just yep. always have books going where he can be crazy. Don't even give him an do editor. Whatever he wants. Just say, what do you What do you want to do? What do you want to do now? Yeah, yeah. Un untitled Tom Taylor book yeah. sold. <laughs> I'll take two copies, please. And of course, it has the horror variant. 
And did you recognize this uh, one? Let's see. Which one was this one? I don't. They all kind of look like Afterlife with Archie, <laughs> and I know that's not what they're going for. So I don't, I don't know what they're, I don't know what that one is. Is it uh, Final Destination? I can't remember what that one is. Oh, uh, maybe I don't know. Yeah, you could be right. Uh, we also have Lois Lane's second issue. First issue was really awesome. I enjoyed it a lot. Um. And it's uh, number two of a 12-issue miniseries. So, um, really cool series so far from Rucka. Of course, Rucka does <laughs> good stuff. Eight, eight dollar absolute carnages, man. Oh. Gee, many Christmas. But that art jump's yes. pretty nice. Yes, it are. I mean, they're all pretty nice, but... Eight bucks. Come on. Come on, stop it. Man, there's so... Champions, I've heard, is uh, ending with issue 10. So, uh, Champions, a book I loved when Mark Wade was writing and liked when Jim Zub was writing, uh, is now no more. So, Champions is going to be canceled with issue 10. Womp womp. Which, you know, is going to kill sales for eight, nine... Yeah. And ten. Black Cat number three. Of course, we're still getting J. Scott Campbell for a cover price, so that's always things that are interesting to me. Oh yeah, definitely. It's a good the solid Future series Foundation too. Here, uh, straight from the pages of Fantastic Four. I mean, so this is what are we up to now? Four or five different. Fantastic Four series and spinoffs. Um, uh, is that enough? Uh, yes. Can we stop? Yes, we can. Yes. I think we're all we all got our. Drew, head back in for Major X number zero. Written by Rob Liefeld, art by Rob Liefeld, representing the classic Wolverine nineteen eighty eight issues one fifty four through one fifty five with all new Major X frame short story written and drawn by Rob Liefeld. I don't understand this at all, what this is all about, um, which means it'll probably sell really well and be a hot a hot commodity. I love that Pisker variant cover. That's really cool. Um, anything Ed Pisker does is usually pretty nice, and this is exactly that. But it's $5. How do we feel about overpriced comics? We, hold the line. we held the line, and we're the only people there. <laughs> which is why you know like spawn just blows my mind <laughs> it's still 299 <laughs> still 299 now he's cashing in for 300 yes. and 301 but then he's going right back yeah. to 299 Hat, hats off yes. Tad, todd mcfarland we're tad <laughs> as tad his friends McFarlane. call him yeah. we like the color True. are you able to find anything great in dynamite Ever? <laughs> or just now? I would take either answer. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what Death Defying Devil is. Uh, it's uh, Gail Simone writing it. It looks like a uh, Daredevil ripoff. Looks. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, so, there you go. 
You got your Vampirellas, you got your Red Sonias, and all that fun stuff. Just nothing, unfortunately, in my wheelhouse. So let's look at some other stuff. Some booms, and then our smaller publishers. Oh, nothing in boom. I believe we talked at one point about Boogily Heads number one. Looks like the second one going back for a second print. Or the first one going back for a second print. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's hilarious, you know. Name your comic something very strange. That people mm. make fun of. Yep. It'll sell out, and you can go to a second print. It seems to happen mm. over and over again. Dark Age number one from Red 5 Comics, featured on the free comic book day from the creators of The Rift. In the near future, yep. all metal on Earth suddenly turns to worthless piles of rust and dust. With no technology, no guns, no computers, humanity reverts to a violent, feudal system. Each pocket of civilization is ruled by knights of wood and glass and concrete. This is the new Dark Age. And like we like to say, hold the line at three ninety-five. I assume for Red 5 comics. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, we've got Dead End Kids, number one, from Frank Gogol. It's 1999, Kyle. Remember, 1999, you were single, right? Not a care in the world. <laughs> I, I had a full head of hair in 99. There wasn't a $17 fee by Ticketmaster on every show I wanted to go to. Music was awesome back then. Yeah, yeah. No, didn't have a cell phone, did I? In 99? If I wanted music, Napster was there for me. That's true. That's true. Um, well, Ben Murphy Tank and Amanda are four screwed up kids from broken homes, but they've had, they have each other. When what? Ben is murdered, Murphy and his, eh, poor Ben, uh, Murphy and his friends set out to find who killed him and find themselves in the crosshairs. Dead and Kids is a dark coming of age murder mystery set in the nineties. Um, set uh, from the creative team behind Grief, which I don't think I read. Um, but I like the cover. I like the concept. I like the era. I don't do a lot of source point press, but I like You're it. Speaking the Drew language. Yes, sir. That's all I got. All right, Drew, this is one of the podcast where I ask you for your pick of the week. What's the one pick to make sure you go to your local comic book shop, pick that book up, put it on a bag, put or put it in a bag, put it with a board, tape it down, because it's going to have some value at some point, Drew. What do we got? There was a lot of second prints that that I was toying with, and then I read Dead End Kids, and I had to have it. That's there me. There you go. That's me. So Dead End Kids from who was the publisher on that one? Source Source Point Press. There you go. And I'm gonna go right above it with Dark Age number one from Red Five because um, I like my post-apocalyptic and the idea of uh, wood and glass and concrete being the only source of things. Sounds like it could be kind of fun. So. Let's take that one. So a couple of D's for us. Fantastic. Yeah. Picking stuff from your back half of your comic book ship. You're not going to get that from all the other speckers. Oh. They're going to be going chalk. Oh, and um, at the beginning of this, we want to thank... Shout shout out to Jason. Yeah. Uh, uh, who uh, put a nice little uh, bumper for us from a cosplayer whose name escapes me, but... Uh, She'll introduce herself at the beginning of this show, or did. Leah Rose. Leah Rose. And um, she wished a happy birthday to Kyle. And <laughs> happy birthday, Kyle. So right, it's, Thank, you, thank it, you. When you listen to this, he will be a couple of days away from his birthday. And um, um, 
we wish you many, many, many more. And thank you, Jason, for thinking of Kyle and us uh, always when you're at cons and getting us fun little stuff like that. We appreciate. Yeah, it. I believe Jason. Jason is more familiar with my birthday than our father is. <laughs> <laughs> That's another sad tale for another day. <laughs> Not for the podcast. <laughs> Uh, but yes we thank you so much and I, I appreciate the shout out and that was very very sweet very very nice so we want to thank you guys for tagging along to Comics for Fun and Profit of course all of our information on our Instagrams our Twitters our Facebooks and everything can be found at comicsfunprofit.com if there's something else in this week that you think we should make sure we look on to or any other things or questions you have for us be part of the podcast submit your questions via any of those sources and we would love to get back with you and hear from you but for Drew and for myself, see ya.